This is episode number 479 with four-time USA memory champion, Nelson Dellis. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Welcome to the School of Greatness podcast, everyone. I hope you're having a great day, and I hope this is going to make your day and life even better because we are in the house with Nelson Dellis, who is a four-time USA memory champion and one of the leading memory experts in the world. He's traveled around the world as a competitive memory athlete, memory consultant, and highly sought-after keynote speaker. He's the founder and CEO of Climb for Memory a nonprofit charity that aims to raise awareness and funds for Alzheimer's disease research through mountain climbs all over the world. He is also the co-founder of the Memory League, memory training app, and the co-founder director of Memory League Championships, the only digital format head-to-head style memory competition. That's right. All things memory. Nelson has been featured in the Today Show, Fox and Friends, the Katie Couric Show, CNN.com, ABC, Dr. Oz, Science Channel, Nat Geo, Super Brain China, National Geographic Magazine, and many other outlets. He is one of the top guys. He's kind of like Jim Quick, where he just like can teach and memorize so many things at the same time. And what we cover today are how to memorize names at a networking event when you feel like you're horrible at names. I know that's pretty much like 90% of people listening. Why memory is a lost art. Also, how Nelson turned his memory work into a business. And again, if you guys don't think you can run a business or be successful around your passion and making money full time, then this is another great example. Nelson did this around just memory, something he's passionate about. Again, no excuses here. Also, a simple way to train your brain every single day to be stronger. During this interview, I actually have Nelson memorize 50 numbers just by saying them out loud and having them repeat back to me. So pretty cool to see how he does it actually live. And also, Nelson didn't have a powerful memory. He wasn't great at memory. He was actually pretty average. And he talks about how anyone can have a superhuman memory the way he trained himself to have it just as well. Super pumped for this one and want to give a shout out to our iTunes review of the week. This is from Lee Buza, who said, I'm usually the guy who's too lazy to leave reviews, but I had to leave one for this podcast. This podcast has been a huge blessing for me this year, helping me stay focused on my goals and getting better each day. I first heard of Lewis Howes on the Model Health Show, another great podcast, and after hearing his background and how genuinely he seeks to impact people's lives for the better, I quickly became a fan. He gives helpful perspectives in very empowering and practical ways, and the guests he features take things to a whole new level. The show goes beyond stereotypical feel-good motivation, and I'm looking forward to getting the School of Greatness book sometime in the future. So many episodes to choose from, and they are all quality content. Well, Lee Buza, thank you for being the iTunes Review of the Week, and make sure to go get the book right now. Don't wait in the future. Get it right now. Go to lewishouse.com book and be one of the people who are diving in and getting great results from the practical tips in the book also. All right, 
get ready to enhance your memory, to memorize anyone's name, to never forget a phone number again, to optimize your brain for human performance like never before. Without further ado, let me introduce to you the one, the only Nelson Dellis. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. Welcome, everyone, back to the School of Greatness podcast. We have Nelson Dellis in the house. Good to see you, man. How good you to doing? see you. I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm excited about this because you are a memory champion, actually a four-time U.S. memory champion. That's right. And one of the leading memory experts in the world. You travel around as a, a competitive athlete. Mm-hmm. Do you call it a competitive athlete? or Yeah, like a memory athlete. Memory athlete. Depends on what you consider a sport. Not a mathlete. No. Memory athlete. Mem athlete. Yeah. Mem athlete. <laughs> and... How many competitions are there, like memory competitions? Yeah, there's a few. There's the U.S. National Championship, which is the thing I've won. There's uh-huh. like a world championship. Have you won that? Um, no, I've competed in a few times. It's a whole other. It's a different type of. Yeah, it's it's intense. The events are a bit different, um, and it's been around for longer, and, and more international people have competed in that and prepared for it for longer. Mm. So it's just like, uh, yeah. How do, what is that one like? I mean, what's the criteria to win? Is it the same thing every year? Is it a different prompt? Is it? It's it's the same thing every year. Uh, it's ten events, so it's like decathlon, yeah. and uh, it's just your total score over like the points you've racked over the ten disciplines. And um, what were some of the events? So um, some are the same as the U.S. one, like memorizing a deck of cards as fast as possible. They give you a deck there, and you have to memorize it as quickly wow, as possible. Um, a five minute, um, you have five minutes to memorize as many digits as possible. Um, and at the worlds, they have like an hour where you get to memorize digits, an hour where you get to memorize cards, names of faces, words, random blobs, historic dates, stuff like that. Serious. Whoa. How yeah. many days is it? Three. Three days. So you're, you're pretty spent by the end of it. Yeah. Just like eight hours a day of memorizing. Wow, man. That's <laughs> Which sounds probably like a nightmare for a lot of people, but it's fun. That's a lot, man. Yeah. Now, um, what was the, what are some of the records that you have? Don't you have some memory records too? I do, uh, and I've, I've I've broken some, lost some, gained them back. Um, but right now, I currently have the one for memorizing names in the most names in 15 minutes, which is uh, 201 names. Now, people give you the name; they they give you the name up front, or there's a list of names. It's basically a, a packet of headshots of random people we've never seen, and with first and last name, and each people you don't know, not celebrities. No, right? They, yeah, because then it. Makes it maybe easier to yeah. memorize if you recognize someone. But uh, they're all random, and uh, you get 15 minutes to study it, and then you get to write in the names, as many of them as you can, in uh, that uh, in the recall 15 stage. 15 minutes. 15 to memorize, and then 20 to write out as much as you can. Well, how long did yeah. it take you to write it out? Uh, yeah, I do pretty fast. I mean, I got to get it out as fast as possible uh, because yeah. uh, there's like a deterioration of sure. what you recall after you see it, you know? So... Um, I probably write out most of it in five, ten minutes and then spend the rest trying to remember some that slipped my mind, you know? That's crazy, man. And how yeah. many did you do? 201. 201. Yeah. And do you remember any of those? 
Well, yeah. like years ago. Or something. No, I mean, I know the kind of names they asked. I'm sure there was like a Bob and a Steve. But, <laughs> um, but that's that's another difference in the worlds in the U.S. is that the U.S. one is like American names, which what uh, is an American name? But uh, it's it's a lot easier than the world ones, which wow. are international. You have to spell so. it too. Yeah, you have to yeah, get yeah. every spelling. You have yeah, the yeah. spelling right for all of them. Yeah, that's the thing. So uh, most of the oh mistakes gosh, I make yeah. are like I put an e instead of an a. Like it was Lindsay uh, with an e instead of Lindsay with an a. Well, how many like, did you remember without getting this perfect spelling? Like yeah, I mean thirty or something, two ten. Yeah, so I there's they give right now two hundred thirty four names. That's the max, and I looked Holy at all cow. of them, which I don't know if anybody else does. Um, and I'd say maybe um, I get most of them. It's just. Like wow, man! Twenty of them or something, or spelled crazy. wrong. Yeah. So for someone who's going to a, a networking event, yeah, a lot of my listeners are entrepreneurs, of course, looking yeah. to build relationships. Relationships are the most valuable asset and currency for them. Totally. For most for most entrepreneurs. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people come to me and say, you know, I always I'm horrible with names. I'm sure you get this all the time. So yeah. if you wanted to remember just ten people yeah. at an event. Mm-hmm. How do you go about just the starting process of your basics? If you're yeah. the worst memory, how does someone go about that? Yeah, that's a great uh, question. I mean, that is the number one thing I get asked all the time. And I think it is the probably probably the most useful um, skill to have in terms of memory, like most applicable to daily life right. because it's so important. Just simple things, remembering someone's name can make a world of a difference in a relationship, yes. right? Yes. So, um the first thing I tell people is if you're going to an event, uh, say it's a networking event, and you want to memorize 10 people's name, is that you tell yourself that you're going to memorize 10 people's names. That's like the very first step. Prep yourself. Yeah. Prime yourself. Just yeah. like make it a, a goal of yours, right? Because I think a lot of people think they have a bad memory for uh, names, and they'll go into that situation thinking that, and then you know they're not going to bother, or they're going to be like, I, I just can't do it. Yeah. But everyone can. So I, I'd like to preface... Um, the show, I guess, by saying that I didn't have this skill, you know, before I started. It's something I developed with practice. And when I first started memorizing names, I was just as good as anybody else, you know? So the first thing is to have that intent. And I often tell people to, in their heads, just mentally tell yourself, I want to remember, you know, this person's name as you approach them and just kind of repeat that. Because it, it, it primes you to focus in on that. And I think in this day and age, it's hard to um, focus on something especially yeah. at an event where there's noises people moving in and out and you're trying to remember who you need to talk to or what you're going to say you know mm. so if you can just focus on that that's walking up the first person. i'm going to remember this person's name yeah yeah say it in, your, in head. your head yeah yeah repeat it and then so the next thing is i usually tell people choose a feature so something about the person's face or their mannerism something that you notice instantly Not, nothing you have to like study or figure out just very lightly easy what pops out at you? We, we all do that. I mean, mm-hmm. we look at people and we kind of silently judge. So yeah, they're short, they're tall, they're yeah, whatever. Yeah, their hairdo's funny, whatever. Right. Um, so you choose that feature and then the interaction happens. You say your name, I say mine, we shake hands. And then you come up with a picture for the name. So that can be difficult, especially when you're trying to maintain a conversation. But as you practice, you get better at this. And um, the idea is to go for something that it reminds you of. So like... When I say Nelson, what do you think of? Mandela. Okay, yeah, perfect. So usually people will say Nelson Mandela, uh, Nelson from The Simpsons, or maybe Admiral Nelson, or like a full Nelson, you know? Right, right. There's a few different things, but Nelson Mandela is one of the top ones. So you would picture him, right? You can visualize him. Yes. And it doesn't matter. It has nothing to do with who I am. Um, Just you need a picture for the name. And then once you have that picture, 
you kind of mash it together with my feature that you chose. And you make a little narrative, a little story, or you mm. come up with a reason why those things would be related. Okay, Got And it. that process of thinking of that relation um, will help you remember. Next time you see me, you're going to see that feature. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to remember that ridiculous association you made to that picture, sure. Nelson Mandela. And then you'll be like, okay, that's Nelson. Got it. Yeah. What would you do for me? So Lewis, I have a, another memory friend uh, named Lewis, and he's actually shaved bald. Oh. He's a young kid. Um, and uh, so I would just picture as simple as imagine you having a bald head. As, oh, which, there you go. Yeah. So sometimes you can choose a specific feature or sometimes you can kind of interact a feature from the thing that it reminds you of mm-hmm. to something that you don't have. You know, just make something that's so opposite or bizarre. Got it. Yeah. And when you're when you wake up in the morning, what is the thing you think about? Are you thinking of memory or how you're going to remember names, numbers, faces, what goes through your mind on a daily basis? And when you're also like just driving over here, are you like looking at the street <laughs> signs and like remembering landmarks? Or like how does your brain think? Yeah, so it's not so much that I'm um memorizing stuff automatically, right? I still have to try to do that. But what does happen is I do look at things and convert them to pictures so when i do see billboards or uh, license plates i do tend to just convert them to the pictures that they represent because i've studied these systems Mm. and um i just enjoy being in that world where things are kind of colorful and weird and try to make associations and stuff not that i'm trying to memorize but just you know it's like a game yeah exactly yeah Yeah. so you look at license plates you can remember them remember them pretty easily too if i wanted to yeah yeah but it, like I said, it's not like I, I drove over here and I was just Memorized like scanning. 20 of them, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to do that. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. What's the hardest thing to remember for you? The hardest thing for me is like text. Um, like, you know, memorizing a poem or oh, a script tough. or something where there's like lots of little filler words and, you know, you have to pay attention to the te- the tenses and stuff like that. And that's one of the events at the U.S. Championship is how to remember, a, you have to remember a poem. Um, and it's previously unpublished and it's mm. usually very abstract about right. like balloons and springtime and stuff. But, you know, you got to remember all the spelling, all the capitalizations, you punctuation. Spell it out. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, this is challenging. Yeah, yeah. I'm horrible spelling, so I would lose at every <laughs> memory test there is. I, I get in trouble with that too. I'm, I'm a decent speller, but sometimes like I'm remembering like a list of words and you have to write them out and I'm like, how do you spell... You know, it's the most simplest word. And I just fight back and forth. Is it two C's or one C's? Mm-hmm. Two C's? Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. So memorizing full poems or paragraphs or something like that is challenging. Yeah. So stuff where so it's you want like, to be a good actor. I don't know. It's funny because I've had my wife shaking her head now. Uh, <laughs> um, it's funny because I've had to memorize scripts for little mm. things TV I've spots, done. TV whatever, spots. Yeah. yeah. And I think the first time I did it, I was like, yeah. I can memorize this in Got a night, this. no worries. And I did, right? I I did it like I did the poetry, and I, uh-huh. I could say all the words perfectly, but I realized the next day when I was trying to act is that I still have to act access that information, and to do it properly on, on camera, I have to like be super smooth. like mm, Fluid and like... Yeah, which is a different thing, right? I can have it memorized, but doesn't mean I can recite it like... Looked like a normal human being. Exactly, yeah. Not like a robot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, if I memorize a really long number and I recite it back to you, I'd be like, you know, five, eight, uh, you know, rather than like five, eight, six, eight. You're yeah. accessing it yeah. in your mind, yeah. Doesn't mean I'm getting it wrong, but it's not like smooth. So with... <laughs> 
Just put a, a teleprompter up there, right? <laughs> that's what they ended up doing, which was ridiculous. But uh, yeah, it's funny. ended up having to happen. So. Sure. And before we came on here, you were talking about, you know, we said Apollo Ono was one of the, the previous guests yes. I had on here. And you said, oh, he's like a number of mine or yeah. something. So what does that even mean? Right. So for numbers and cards and stuff, stuff where you have, um, you know what you're going to get, right? So for numbers, you know that you're going to see digits between zero and nine. Uh, no other digits, right? But obviously, there'll be longer sequences of them. And cards, 52 cards. Names and poetry and words and stuff can pull from uh, almost unlimited data sets. So there's more improvis improvisation there. So with the numbers and cards, we have systems that we create where, for example, I have a three-digit system where every three-digit number is a person or a preset image. So that when I see that three-digit image, a uh, three-digit number, I already have a... So one, one one three, one one three is Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura. Yeah, and there's some method to it why I have that assigned. Um, and like one ninety five is Apollo Ono. Um, you know, I had all. I started with a two digit system, and ninety five happened to be. So the system I had, I'm trying to remember. It's so automatic <laughs> now. Nine was an N, and five was an E. So I had N E the initials, and that to me made me think of New England Patriots. So 95 is Tom Brady, the original, 95. Sure. And then when I expanded it, I said, okay, 095 will be the original guy uh, that I had for my two-digit system, Tom Brady. And then all the others, 195, mm. 295, 395, up to 995 will be like um, popular athletes. Uh, Got it. Ideally, Olympic athletes. Wow. Um, yeah. So you have a thousand names. A thousand names. Memorized. Yeah. Yeah. It's not so much the names. It's just I, I see the picture of the person. It's like... But the number, you see the image of the person. Exactly. Yeah. And and you know their name, so you're just yeah. reciting that was that, That's the important part is to come up with people that I know, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I don't even know a thousand names, I don't think. I mean, you, you'd be surprised. I'm sure I do, but... With all your guests and yeah, athletes sure, and that you've played with and that's crazy. friends and family. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But it works. And uh, it helps you... <clears throat> Like crunch numbers, big numbers into smaller pictures. And so that works when someone's like, okay, give me 50 numbers and on stage. Yeah. I've seen a friend uh, do this, Jim Quick. I don't know if you know. Oh, yeah. 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 And he, I think he did like 100 numbers. And, yeah, yeah. And someone was like writing on the back, the, the chalkboard or whatever, so you could see them. That's and he right. just recited them all back to us, like yeah. double-digit numbers. And it was like mind-blowing. Yeah, I was like, what? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, did, I, I don't understand that stuff, but it's so powerful Yeah. to see what the mind is capable of. Yeah. And- and in some ways, I'm assuming, like, it, it's pretty easy for you after a while. You're like, actually, it's not that hard. Like, after, maybe I'm wrong. But I'm assuming, like, yeah. it, you've done it so many times where you just. Yeah, it's it, it gets a lot easier with practice yeah. where it becomes an automatic thing. Right. And I think that's an important thing to note is that memory, a lot of people think, is just something you either have or you don't. But it's just like any other skill. If you practice every day and you get um, used to it, it's, it's easy. Becomes yeah, yeah. easy and natural. Now, why is memory uh, a lost art? The skill of memory. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I mean, this was what people did back in the day when there were no tablets and phones and computers or even mass printing, right? You had to remember something and you pass that story down to someone else. And to be intelligent meant to have a good memory because mm -hmm. you held the information, right? Right. <laughs> that made the world go round. Um, but, you know, as books and then computers come around, it's like now we don't need to use our brains for memory anymore yeah. which is fine it allows us frees us up to do other things but um i think there's something to be said to um, in using your memory and and training your brain and keeping your mind fit 
in this day where we're just kind of like mindlessly tapping on things and yeah. swiping. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host yeah wow what are some things we can do on a daily basis to help increase memory training yep uh well one thing is just to to, to try and do it um it's very easy to to use your devices to to do that but but make the effort i mean mm -hmm. if someone gives you their phone number for example Try to remember it. I'm not saying forever. Eventually, put <laughs> sure. it in your phone because that's that's hard to keep forever. Yes. You have to re yes. review them and stuff. But when, in that inter in that exchange, try to you know make the effort to remember. Or when you go to the grocery store, write it out, um, write out your list and commit it to memory. And don't bring the list or don't put it on your phone. And I know that makes it a lot difficult, uh, more difficult for some people because sure. like I can't afford to forget something. My kids will be hungry yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Hmm. that'll help you learn. I mean, if you sure. forget something once, you're probably not going to forget a second I feel time. like waiters and waitresses, they're <clears throat> great at this. Yeah. Some of them, I'm like yeah. blown away by the orders they're memorizing. Yeah. I'm like, like, you should write that down, I right? know, because I'm the pickiest eater. Yeah. So I like <laughs> have to substitute Alter, everything, yeah. and I'm like, I like things simple, and I'm like, please don't mess this up. You know, but they seem so confident they can get like yeah. eight people. I'm like, that's a talent. It is, yeah. And they're probably doing similar things, right? They're yeah. like associating. And I think a big part is that they have to do it every day. And uh, I think they also note that when you show that you have that um, memory skill, it it boosts how people think of you. And it, Absolutely. It, it's a very um, ad admiring skill to have. Wow. Yeah. What's a challenge I can do with you right now to see how good your memory is? Uh, we could try a number. I don't know if you have a piece of paper to write it down yes. um, or yes. you can put it on your device. I do. We can do like a... Um, you have a pen? Let's try this. So what what you should do is write like... Um, let's do a 50-digit number. 50 okay. digits. So 50 single digits. Okay. Okay. Let's see this. And then we can do it two ways. You, I can have you Here. tell me the numbers one by one. I'll let them write. Out loud. 50 digits. Or I can just read it. <coughs> it's up to you. And you can prefer. say it back to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that would be the goal. If I we'll, didn't do that, we'll do it. We'll uh, <laughs> 50 single digits, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's a total of 50 digits. Yeah. Okay. So I'll let you write them out. Yeah. Sometimes I say. Yeah, I'll let you write them out first, and then I'll when you're done, I'll I'll do it. Okay. Um. How long is it going to take you to? Uh. Well, it depends. Do you want to do it out loud? Sure. Okay. Well, I say it, mm -hmm. and then you'll repeat yeah. it back to me. In that case, forwards and backwards. Yeah. Well, Good. you just say it forwards, and then I'll say, recite it forwards and backwards. That's yeah. what I mean, yeah. Okay, yeah. Wow. But, uh, yeah, so if in that case, if you could say it like one digit per second. So okay. Like, like 50 seconds. Not like yeah. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. No. <laughs> yeah, so some people will do that. They'll be like, oh, I'm going to say this number, and they say like 2856, whatever. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, so I still need time to process things, you know, because yeah. I'm doing this You're not like thing a in my human? head. Come on. I know. <laughs> Disappointingly, no. Yeah, I'm an average person just with uh, a trained <laughs> skill. Yeah. <laughs> All right. How many you got? 
Okay. <laughs> so I should, in, 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 while she's writing that, I'll, I'll kind of explain what I'm about to do. So there's the conversion of the number that you'll say into a picture. But then, you know, you still have a lot of pictures, right? So what I'm doing with those pictures is I store them in what's called a memory palace. Mm -hmm. And this is like a castle, right? Yeah, it's castle. Like yes. Some people call it a Roman room method. Uh -huh. And what you do is you imagine some place you know very well, like a house or an apartment, um, and you mentally navigate through it, yep. placing those images as you go. And the idea is that those are pre-memorized and they hopefully have some meaning to you. You know, you've been there, you maybe have memories there. So remembering that space is, isn't any part of, it's not a part of the problem. It's easy. Uh, it's easy. Yeah, because remembering the number of the picture yeah. in the space, right? Yeah, and when you put that crazy image in a place that you know well, it kind of makes it just bizarre and mm. that's what we tend to memorize or remember better. So you have an image associated with each number, right? Yeah. From mm -hmm. one to nine. Yeah, well, so as you say, when I do them um, out loud, I'm going to group them by twos just because it's a bit faster. Okay. Um, so every pair that you say, I'll be converting into a picture. So do two at a time. Like no, just say one at a time. One and then, number. And then I'll... Five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You'll so. pair them though. I'll pair them as He's already getting in. you. He's like, one at number came. He's like, yes. Yeah. Okay. All right, right. So hold on. So <laughs> I got I to gotta, I gotta place myself in a memory palace um, and we're going to do 50. Hold on. So that's... Okay. All right. So just keep a pace like um, one, two, three. Okay. Like that. Okay. Right. Where? Right. What's your memory palace? Uh, so I'm using a. I'm in Kathmandu. This is a hotel I stayed in before uh, I attempted Everest in 2011. Mm. So it's it's a pretty memorable place. Attempted? Yeah, I didn't summit. I got within 50 meters. You've done it three times time. though, right? Yeah. 50 meters. 50 meters. Yeah. You could just meters. climb no. up to the top. You're no. like, <laughs> I wish it was one of those things where it was like, uh, so 50 meters, vertical it's, meters it's was another lot. hour, right? It's a lot. Yeah. And I was already struggling. I had an issue with my oxygen mask and it was like, cause then you have the return trip it's, down, it's which is another problem. five, six hours. So it was getting dark or it was getting, well, it was 3am. So the sun was going to come up. And I think, I always think that if the sun was just like a little higher, you feel heat. a warmth and, and that hope from the sun that I would have pushed on, but it was probably a smart decision. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And Good. the other two attempts have been, ah. It's Wait, so how many times you attempted? Three. Yeah. Three. So you've never made it to the top? Close each time, but. 50 meters is the closest. That's the closest, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. And each time you're like, I'm going to make it up there and then. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, yeah, that's the goal. I spent, it's a two-month expedition that I'm. Two months. Yeah. Trying to climb it. Yeah, yeah. That's... Is it two months training or two months from the the base to the summit? Well, two months you, you. That's with the whole expedition. So I arrive in Kathmandu usually at the beginning, and then we mm -hmm. trek to base camp. takes about a, a week and a half. And then you spend this, the rest of the time kind of going up, up and down and down, up and down, a little higher, because it's so high that your your body needs you needs that long to acclimatize. Wow. Um, it takes about six weeks for your body to really go through some serious um, high-altitude changes. You um, like nauseous a lot and yeah, the first few days, yeah. Well, no throwing up, but yeah, you get these massive headaches, um, and you're just like tired of everything you do. But uh, no energy. Have you studied Wim Hof? No, I don't know. This guy's climbed uh, Kilimanjaro like I don't know a dozen times without with just shorts on, barefoot. Oh, I think no shirt. Okay, and 
Is he the guy that that goes in the super cold? Yes. With no and his immune on? system, like doesn't yeah. change. Like his heart rate doesn't change, and he does it all just by breathing in a certain way, climbing yeah, the mountain. That's insane. But it's no, cold there. <laughs> yeah, and he's got yeah. shirtless, that's and crazy. he's fine. Yeah, like yeah, nothing is nothing's wrong with him. It's insane. He takes people up, much like average people, to do the same to thing. to do the same thing. Same thing. He teaches them how to do it through breathing. I need that because I'm. So if you want to get up Everest, cold. yeah, then he <laughs> teaches you how to overcome, you know, the cold with your mind. Yeah, that is for me as a and maybe for you as a yeah. tall guy, like my circulation, yeah. my hands and toes get like yeah, the ice toes, blocks man. really fast. So managing my heat on those mountains is 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 hard work. You got you should go to Amsterdam and take this guy's course. Interesting. Swim off. It'll probably get you to the summit. Yeah. I'll check it out. Take a photo from the summit for me when you do it too. Oh, from, without my shirt on. Exactly. <laughs> um all right, you ready? All right. Did I just throw you off? No, that's okay. Let me just resituate okay. myself. All right, let's go. Five, two, three, nine, eight, six, seven, four, three, one, zero, nine, seven, eight, five, five, nine, eight. Two, one, three, four, nine, seven, six, eight, seven, five, four, one, two, zero, nine, seven, eight. Six, six, two, three, five, nine, zero, two, one, one, five, six, nine, eight, seven. All right, let me just go over to my head. Okay. All right. So from the top, we have uh, five, two, three, nine, eight, six, seven, four, three, one, zero, nine, seven, eight, five, five, nine, eight, two, one, three, four, nine, seven, six, eight, seven, five, four, one, two, zero, nine, seven, eight, six, six, two, three, five, nine, zero, two, one, one, five, six, nine, eight, seven. That's it. Yeah. Have you ever messed up? Yeah, I usually <laughs> miss one, and then I'll come back to it. I'll, I'll usually figure it out. Got it. And then in reverse, right. uh, we'll start from the back. So seven, eight, nine, six, five, one, one, two, zero, nine, five, three, two, six, six, eight, seven, nine, uh, zero, two, one, four, uh, five, seven, eight, six, seven, nine, four, three, one, two. Eight nine five five eight seven nine zero one three four seven six eight nine three two five. Got it. Yeah, there you go. So, what is each photo? I mean, how do you do that? <laughs> um, so, okay, so I'm I'm 
at the front of this hotel in Kathmandu, uh-huh. and um, you tell me, um, you said five and then two, which to me, remember using my two-digit system, mm-hmm. that's Marty McFly from Back to the Future. Oh, uh, okay. And then what I'll actually do is every pair has is a person, but also there's an action associated with it. So the next two digits, um, which were three and nine, um, I actually take that person and use their action. So that's Chuck Norris, but his action is like kicking something, mm-hmm. like a roundhouse kick. So I put those together, and that's Marty McFly doing a roundhouse kick at the front of this hotel. And I'll tell you why I put those two together is so that four digits now is really just kind of like one image mm. r- rather than having to memorize Marty McFly and Got Chuck it. Norris, you know? Yeah. Um, I could imagine Marty McFly interacting with Chuck Norris, but it's more easier. memorable getting kicked. Yeah. You give the action to the person and now it just feels like it's just a one person doing something, which is I think a lot more it's memorable. Four numbers. Yeah. Yeah. That's and great. then, so I moved to the, the lobby, like the front desk of the hotel. It's just inside. And there was uh, Homer Simpson, 8'6", um, sword fighting with the, the guy behind the desk, which is 7'4". And we move over. There's a, like a hick kind of guy, like with a straw hat. And um, that's 3'1". And he's doing jumping jacks. Mm. That's 0'9". And then into the other room is um, my old boss at a pizza place when I was younger, um, Di, her name is, and she's seven eight, and she's reading a book, five five, and then we go up the stairs. I'm sorry, but it's one of my ex girlfriends, <laughs> but she's taking uh, a crap on the, on the chairs, <laughs> uh, on the on the stairs, yeah, and uh, so on. Wow, so, yeah. So it doesn't seem it's not that hard once you kind of can figure out that game in your mind, yeah, and you practice it enough. It's not mm-hmm. that as hard as it, it seems. Yeah. Now, could you do it without that? If you didn't have these kind of like brain game memory tricks right. you'd be like if i was like just set the numbers would you be able to just no way can anyone do that i don't think so i, I so the the rule is the uh, in in the, liter- the literature is that people can could do that for maybe seven plus or minus two numbers before it starts to get out of hand really so and you almost have to associate it with a photo or an image or yeah yeah, Mind yeah. castle, whatever it is, right? So that test, you know, it's like a it's called a digit span test, and some people do it where you see it, some do it audio, um, like you did, um, and yeah, most psychologists will measure that the average human can memorize about seven things before, you they know, forget. yeah, and they I think they did this study uh, at uh, Florida State University back in the '90s um, where they took like. A runner, I think he was a runner, athlete student, and um, they did this test to him every day. And he didn't have a system, but over time, he, I think he got to about 80 digits in a row with no technique. But he kind of was developing some type of technique, and what he said he would do is he'd turn sequences of numbers into like um, running times. You know, like, you know, he'd say to himself, oh, that's like a really good mile or something mm-hmm. time or that's like the distance it takes me to do this many uh reps or whatever you know um so he was turning them into pictures kind of without having it so formalized like sure, i do sure. but um that was the only way that he was able to get so far wow yeah. now is there like a manual for this or is there like a who who taught you this um i used an audio book by a guy named dominic o'brien who's an eight-time world champion from like the very early days he doesn't wow. compete anymore and um that got me 
somewhat introduced to everything. Um, but then from then on, there wasn't much literature out there when I started. So I just kind of figured tri uh, by trial and error. Um, I'm working on my own book, uh, which hopefully wow. will be out next year. So, wow. People what are the, what are these? Do all the the best in the world are they doing something similar in terms of the association and the rooms? Yeah. So what you'll find is that everybody's at the top is using some form of a memory palace and some form of of uh, encoding, which is turning mm. the things into pictures. Got it. Um, some people have more elaborate uh, encoding systems, which some makes them slower because it's more time to process. But some people it's made them faster, mm -hmm. and so my times for a deck of cards and numbers are quite good, but not the best. And really? I, I'm in the process of trying to re, um, rewrite some of my systems so I can kind of catch up. So the deck of cards is the same thing we just did. It's just two more numbers. You would just like, yeah. 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 So right. for that, I, I, yeah, I, can, I have a picture for every card. So there's 52 people. It's mm -hmm. much less than the, the numbers. Right. And, uh, yeah, I combine them in kind of this person action, Got it. Uh, situation and place it in a memory palace. Sure, sure. Yeah, that's cool, man. People love that one because it's like, is it a card trick? Is seems right. like a lot of information because of the suits and the numbers. But it's pretty easy for you. Yeah, one card is one image, so it's it's not it's it's a lot easier than people think. Yeah. Um, and I've I've taught people how to to memorize decks really? of cards who were like, no way, I could do it. Like I could teach you too. Yeah. How long would it take? Um, well, at some point you need to sit down and, and say what all 52 cards will be, which can take some time, <laughs> right. but I, I have done it where we just take the suits. Um, so just like the Jack queen King of every, uh, sorry, the face cards of every suit. And, um, we just kind of give it whatever it looks like, uh, like mm -hmm. King of clubs. I usually tell people, okay, um, think of Tiger Woods because right. he's the king, king of clubs. clubs. <laughs> well, maybe not anymore, <laughs> not but anymore. yeah, Jordan uh, speed or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. And, we could place it around the very room we're in and people right. grasp that grasp Pretty that quickly. really quick. Yeah. Cause it's something we all can do. It's that's the crazy thing about memory is like, people are so like, I can't memorize anything. And my, my memory's gone. And all mm. I'm doing is using stuff that our brains are, I think naturally primed and, and mm -hmm. good at doing. Mm -hmm. And once you kind of realize how to approach memory, use some association and store it in a spatial location that you know, well, that's like, so it sets our brains on fire. So a phone number is probably like the easiest thing to remember for you, right? Yeah, it's and it's a fun little thing because uh, I ask people for the number and they they say, oh, "Are you gonna write it down?" I'm like, no, I got it, no, I got it. And so I'll ask for the zip code. I usually like make a comment about it because I usually like to try and figure out where someone's from based on an area code, and really? then the rest of the number is just like a picture. Yeah. So how would that work? So well. For the average person, or, or so if they, if you didn't have a system, you uh -huh. just try to like make a sense of of, of the number sequence. Um, it helps if you are familiar with the zip code, right? If you're from, I mean, the uh, area got code. It, got it, yeah. So like in Miami, three hundred five. If someone tells me you that, don't I don't even that. think that. Right. Yeah, you just remember the next seven numbers, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so for me, I'll I'll do like um, I'll, the three digits uh, next that come next is a person for me, and then the next pairs three of digits two. Of a person. Yeah, I'll do like it's a like one on one. Yeah, so that's the Mad Hatter from uh, Alice in Wonderland, and then that's yeah. a lot of digits you've remembered, man. Yeah, that's a lot of practice for that. Gosh. It's not necessary for the average person, but if I'm, I'm <laughs> competing, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I got to do those nine three two, nine three two. That's uh, Pluto. It's <laughs> crazy. There's, see, there's a little bit of lag on the three digit ones, just because it's it's still a bit of a lookup. But um, really, yeah. What do you mean lookup? You just have to like access it. Yeah, yeah, because because I, I I know the two digit ones like super quick. Yeah. 
32 is is uh, Charlie Brown, and then so all the 32s are like Mickey Mouse like character people. Got it. So, got it. Like, yeah. So you just have to remember the like the two thirty two, the four thirty two. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. You got a system down. Yeah. Um do you think we should train our brains more or our bodies more? Good question. I think it's a mixture of both. Um I think I mean they both work hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Um I'm I'm all about kind of in both uh fitness for both so yeah. I, I i always spend a lot of time in the, the physical gym uh every day i do a lot big of crossfit dude. yeah yeah big guy <laughs> and then i make sure to f- to work out my brain too every day yeah so mm-hmm. what does that look like so we always start off the day going to crossfit for about an hour an hour and a half and then um i'll come home and start doing my training. So memorizing, I usually break it up into what the events are and do drills around it. So like memorizing really? the cards, I'll spend some time on that. Uh, then I'll do the numbers and this is full time for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you can make a living doing memory training. Yeah, I guess I, I, when I first started, it was just a hobby. I was All a right. software engineer and kind of did it sometimes on the hour, but mostly at home. Like when I sure, sure. was rushing uh, to get to work or coming home. But then people started asking me, as I won a championship, my first one, they people started asking me, do you come and teach people teach. how to do this wow. or speak? And it's like, I guess, sure. Yeah. And and that's kind of what it's become now. And uh, I love it. I love teaching people and showing them mm. um, that they all have this skill. It's just a matter of kind of unleashing wow. that power. So now you've got a full, you're making, it's a full-time business for you, right? Yeah. Yeah. So teaching, trainings, speaking, yeah. books coming out, yeah. programs, courses, yeah. whatever. It's not always like I mean, the nice thing about it is that memory is something that I think people always need help with mm-hmm. and in any um field or, or career. Yeah. You know, th- it can be applied. Memory can help you. Um so that's good. Um it's sometimes it's hard to like get it across to people that yes, you can do it too, you know? Some mm-hmm. people just write it off as something that they can't do and it's a challenge on my part to, to convince them, you know? What have you learned about yourself since going on this journey? Yeah, you know, uh, when I first started, um, I used to always, I loved getting into new things, that stuff that would make me stronger or more skilled. And um, I'd kind of scratch the surface and be like, okay, and move along. So I'd, I guess uh, I'd be good at a lot of things, but not great mm-hmm. of anything mm-hmm. um yeah so this was kind of the first thing that i mastered you went all in and i went all in and i didn't really it was it was funny because when i started it wasn't the goal it wasn't to become like a champion i did it because my grandmother had alzheimer's and mm-hmm. when she passed away i was kind of like man i need to see if i can make my brain strong and um so it started out of this passion and, and that inspiration from her and then wow. before i knew it i was um getting really good at it and I I don't know. I just kept doing it every day, and and the better I got, and after winning a championship or two, I realized okay, I'm 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 one of the best in the world at this, wow. and that was kind of the coolest thing. And it helped me realize that like okay, if you work hard at something, no matter what it is, even something as crazy as improving your average memory, um, then you can almost do anything. Mm. Maybe not some <laughs> Everest, but uh, I'm working on that yeah. one. <laughs> and when did you start? When was this? That was 2009. Yeah, I'd kind of heard about it in 2008 and played around with it, but 2009 was when my grandmother passed, and that's when I like flipped the switch. Mm. Yeah. Do you feel like this obsessed. could? Do you feel like this could help anyone with uh, Alzheimer's, or you know, before they get into that state? 
I yeah, I'm a big proponent of of training your memory every day, just in the same way you 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 stay physically fit to mm. to ward off all sorts of diseases and, and yeah. future age problems. Um, I think if you train your brain, you use your brain, um, challenge it. Not necessarily always memorizing. I mean, there are other things you can do. Like, I, I think the the best thing for training your brain is to try to tackle something that's uncomfortable for your brain. And memorizing for me and learning those vast systems was one of those things. And I think those kind of things are what keep people sharp mm. um, and and give longevity to to your brain health. What what's the thing that would challenge your brain every day? So something that is new, you know, like we're so trying a new skill, like yeah, like or, learning a language or playing an instrument, exactly or a like, puzzle, um, uh, or putting yourself in a, an uncomfortable situation, even you know, mm-hmm. like uh, going to like an improv class or something, you right. know, like where you're you have to think, you have to be yeah, because yeah. it's so easy to get comfortable, and I think yes. uh, I'm sure you know that, and and it applies to other fields. Is if you get comfortable in something, you're not going to get better at it or grow. Absolutely. Um, and that applies to anything, I think. Yeah. Wow. What's the one thing you want to achieve through this journey that you haven't achieved yet? Yeah. Um, I think my goal, um, ever from, from the beginning was, was so that I wouldn't end up in the same, um, kind of way as my grandmother did. Mm -hmm. But I think that's kind of morphed into trying to spread the message that nobody should end like, end up like that. And, uh, right. I want to inspire people to, to, think about using their memories and that you can have a good memory and that mental fitness is, is a thing and it shouldn't be overlooked. You know, it's not just about the body. I mean, your brain is a part of your body yeah, and it runs everything else. So why not value it more than, you know, or equally as your body? Sure. When you're climbing, uh, Everest, are you doing, uh, memory challenges as well? Or did your brain not have, is that a time where you shouldn't be doing that because you need all your energy into yeah. No, I actually, I'll go to places and try to recall things I've memorized or I will try and like, I'll navigate through my memory palaces or, um, I do try to distract my mind when I'm on those really? climbs. Yeah. Cause a lot of the, the climbing days are really like long, boring slogs and they're painful cause you're struggling for air and it's, it's steep and you know, your body's just like, has no energy, mm. hasn't slept and you're, wasting away at altitude you know so right so you're thinking you're playing games you're yeah 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 that, that's actually wow. been very helpful in getting through some of the the tough spots yeah wow 50 meters is so close i know i know it's right <laughs> at the, the hillary stuff right I, i'm just messing with yeah. you yeah when are you going back i don't know those are that's in discussion oh really yeah do you want to go back or no i yeah i i love the mountains i love that place yeah. and a lot of it is I love the the memory that comes from it, you know, like that experience, the the growth experience from it and mm-hmm. meeting all these people and the culture that comes along with it. It's wow. beautiful out there. How do you feel every time you come back? Yeah, so and it's it's a, it's a very similar feeling to this feeling I have after winning or losing a memory championship where it's like you feel empty. You know, after you win, you feel empty. Yeah, surprisingly. Gosh, uh, I know that feeling. Yeah. yeah, I know that feeling. And it's like you got to search for the next thing. And and sometimes I wish that I had never like gone into those kind of things because I'm always trying to match that um, that goal seeking mm-hmm. high, and it's it's tough to match. Even with, especially with the Everest thing, it's like there's nothing more uh, exhilarating than 
a full expedition like that. It's crazy. So, um, but that's something I always end up finding something, and it's good, I think, overall, because it gets me to somewhere else exactly. that I didn't expect. Exactly. Wow. What's something that uh, anyone listening could do every single day for 10 minutes to train their brain? Um, yeah, I would say get out a piece of paper. Um, no, I would say ask, well, get s- somehow find a list of words, right? Um, I'd say 10 to 20 words and just sit there and try to memorize them. Um, random words or? Yeah, random, better. I mean, not like a sentence, but like random words. Yeah, just like random words chosen in a list, like a list form. Um, and find a place that you know, like your house uh, mentally, mm-hmm. and, and take yourself there and place those images for those words on a route around your house. And just just try that. Um, I tell people to have maybe two or three memory palaces that they can rotate between mm. with 10 to 20 locations on each, right? And by locations, I mean, you know, I was using in that hotel I was telling you about the front of it, the the lobby desk, mm-hmm. the sofa there. So I make those are like specific locations and I and that particular memory palace I have like 60 in a row that I've designated. 60. Yeah, place. so I can put a lot of numbers. But so choose think of your house and choose like 10 or 20 pieces of furniture or locations. Right. And uh if you have two or three of those different places, maybe one's your house, maybe one's your office, and maybe one's like your favorite drive or park or something. Mm-hmm. You can have those as your um, go-to memory palaces when you need to li- memorize a list on the fly or if you want to memorize something that's useful for you, like you just wanted to know, you know, Super Bowl winners mm-hmm. over the last 10 years. Right, right, right. You know? Um, so I say list of words. Uh, try with list of words, but maybe try something that's meaningful, like if you actually wanted to learn, sure, you know, some facts or the president's in order or something. Or names uh, of people in your company or whatever you are. Yeah, yeah. Like that, whatever exactly, yeah. Interesting. Where but you, but it all comes down to just trying to use your memory every day. Yeah. That's really what you should be just a few minutes a day. It's even. a simple thing, but yeah. um, just try. Yeah. yeah. Um, where do you think it'd be if you didn't start this memory process journey? Man. What would you be doing right now? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so I studied computer science and physics. And um, Were you married? Were you guys together when you started this? No. No, no not at all. I've been doing it uh, longer than we've been together, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I've always, like I said, I always am interested in many different things. So I would have found something, mm-hmm. I think to apply that, uh, that hunger to, to master something, yeah. which I hadn't found yet. But, uh, I don't know. I feel like maybe I would have always come back to it somehow. Cause I've always been fascinated by the brain and what's in here that we're not using and mm. what the potential there is. That's cool. So, Very yeah. cool, man. Well, where can we connect with uh, you online? Yep. So my website, nelsondellis.com. Um, you can get my links to my socials and my YouTube channel. I'm trying to post a lot of memory how-tos on there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, more and more uh, these days. And um, I'd love to make a shout-out to one thing where people can help out. Sure. Um, I work with this um, research company trying to help fight Alzheimer's and brain diseases. And all we need is people to a bunch of people to take this memory test that we have uh, trying to look for like a million plus test takers for the research to be like super impactful. So where's it at? It's extreme memory challenge.com. And it's like a five, 10 minute test. It's free. There's no catch or anything. It just helps our research. And does it give you tools on how to optimize it afterwards? Uh, well, I think you compare. You get to compare your scores to mine, uh, well, which mine were nearly yeah. perfect. But um, <laughs> of course, oh, sorry. <laughs> no. But um, 
But you know, uh, I have a lot of tips on my website as oh, that's well. Cool. So, and, and on the website there, they link how-to to how-to videos and you teaching yeah, yeah. people how to do this stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's great, awesome. Yeah. Uh, a couple questions left for you. One is, um, if you could re- remember only one thing, and everything else you forgot, but you could have a one memory, yeah, for the rest of your life, what would that memory be? Oh man, uh, it's either no, nah, it would have to be my wedding day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good answer. Yeah, she's here. I would have said that either <laughs> way, honestly, because that was such a perfect day. Like I wouldn't. That's cool. I wouldn't forget that. Yeah. Okay. Um, this that is called cheesy, but it's, <laughs> it's true. Whatever. This is called the three truths. Mm. So you've mastered memory. You've mastered climbing. You've mastered all these other things for the rest of your life. Whatever okay. you want to go after, you make it happen. Every single dream comes true. Okay. You're a hundred and something years old, and it's the last day. Okay. For you. Okay. On this earth. Or however old you want to be for right. the last day. And you get to write down three things you know to be true about everything you've learned and experienced in this world and this life and these dreams you've gone after. Okay. And these are the final three things that the world gets to remember you by. Okay. So they could be simple lessons, truths, or three things that you would want to share. And what would they be? Yeah. All right. So one is work hard. Uh, that's that's the only way th- you get you grow and get better. Um Nothing comes for free like that. Uh, you got to work at it. That's one. Mm-hmm. Two is is climb a mountain. That's uh, I think that's one of the best things anybody can do. It doesn't have to be huge, but just climb something. Travel somewhere and climb something. Mm. Um, a friend of mine was asking me to do a little video thing. Uh, they're traveling the world right now, and they're like, um, we're going to put together some people who like to travel and what their travel recommendations are. And mine, I was thinking about it, would be, if you're traveling somewhere, find a mountain and climb it. I think that's the best way to like get a cool experience where you're going. You achieve something interesting in the place you traveled. And um, yeah, so work hard, uh, climb a mountain, and um, wow, this is for me. But I think just like just like accept like love and stuff. Like go for that stuff. Like be passionate about that. I mean, I made a lot of moves for this one over here. And I, I think that's one of the things that's made me the most happiest. So mm, mm. I love yeah. it. I love there it. you go. Do you remember what they are? Yeah. Of course. Course. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, so. Before I ask the final question, I want to take a moment to acknowledge you, Nelson, for your ability to go after something that maybe you didn't think you were good at and you became one of the best in the world at. Thanks. Yeah. And you're showing people that, Hey, it doesn't matter if you don't think you're good at something right now, that if you go all in on it, and you find a passion for it that you can figure it out and be one of the best or at least enhance your life in a certain yeah. way. And yeah. I think it's awesome that you're doing this not just for your own benefit, but you're doing it to give back to a community of people who have, you know, uh, a disease yeah. that they don't they aren't capable of growing and you're teaching people how to train their brain so that hopefully they don't have to go through that as well. So right. I think it's amazing you're doing it for yourself, but also you're coupling it with giving back thanks and that's to me amazing so i want to acknowledge you for that journey appreciate it and the final question is what's your definition of greatness wow greatness i think it's more of a personal thing uh you know greatness i feel like is judged by people like outside that guy's great or he's the greatest but i think greatness is more like you doing what you love every day um to its max right Mm. 
Um, and as long as you believe that that's, that's, that's being great, mm -hmm. I don't think it has to be a huge label, but as long as you feel like you're fulfilling the things that you are super passionate about, yeah, then that's great. There you go. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank bro. you. Appreciate it, bro. Cheers. There you have it, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Nelson. If you did, make sure to share it out with your friends. LewisHouse.com slash 479. And tag me, at Lewis Howes, and let me know what you think over on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I'm everywhere. I try to connect with as many people as possible. I try to get back to everyone the best I can. Sometimes I miss it, so hit me up a few times if I do. But share this with your friends. Leave a review over on iTunes.com slash greatness for your chance to be the review of the week in the future. And it means a lot to me that you guys are here. We're getting over 2 million downloads a month right now. We continue to grow all because of you. Let's build this movement of greatness and get the world listening, diving in, taking action, and improving their lives. I love you guys very much, and you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great. Great.